All right. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Blake's Buzz, your new favorite podcast that you didn't know about. This week, we are talking about one of my new favorite comics that totally took me by surprise. It's from Scout. It's called Children of the Grave. And I've got the writers here. I've got Ben Roberts and Sam Romsberg. Dude, okay. You just came out of here and we're like, I, I might I might not be good at this, dude. And then you had like, <laughs> you just cut the sickest <laughs> intro ever. That, that was, was so good. Sweet, sweet. Guys, thank you for coming on and on a, on your Saturday night. Like, thanks for spending your Saturday night with me. That's fucking kick ass, man. Oh, dude, I, what, what do you think I'm doing? I have a one-year-old asleep next room. My life is over. This is the coolest thing of all time. Jeez. You do have a really cute fucking baby. I'm not like, usually when my friends post baby pictures, I'm like, okay, I get it. Like, you got kids. The one you posted the other day, I was like, all right, he's got a cute kid. He's a cute ass kid. Hey. He's a good looking kid. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. All the time. It's ridiculous. Does oh he my take God. like does he take like big ass shits? He takes like is this cool to have yeah. on there? Is Can this, we cuss? This is the oh, this is uh, I prefer cussing and baby cool. shit talk. Cool. Okay. It it gives me like crazy good ratings. Okay, let's go. <laughs> uh yeah, he takes he takes like he takes like bear shits, like he like human shits. Like he is not a baby. It's crazy they're like dense shit you know what's bad is like we have like a diaper genie and my dog tries to ransack that thing all the time it's so fucking disgusting my dog tries to get the diapers my dog tries to get into like the litter box my house is a cesspool right now it's so bad jesus christ after the covid you know like quarantine is like ended we're all vaxxed things are safer you're like no my house is it's a it's, it's a petri so, dish it's so, man it's so <laughs> gross that when like covid started up i was kind of like darting the eyes back and forth like this should start at my fucking house because it's fucking gross here dude <laughs> you're already here folks <laughs> yeah sorry breaking, breaking news all right so um how did the, how did this relationship happen? Do we even know each other? Who knows? Ben's, yeah. ben, Ben's the like the weirdest person I've ever met in my life. I love. Am I, I really? Ah, maybe. Really? Ah, more than Matt Wade? <laughs> no. Okay, Matt Wade is <laughs> fucking weird, dude. Matt Wade. So, okay. So this is a perfect segue. Ben and I met touring in bands. So yeah. my band toured with a band that Ben was playing in. In the band that Ben was playing in, there was this guy that played drums in named Matt Wade, and that guy was crazy i we were at uh we were at we were sleeping in somebody's house and i remember this is like my favorite story about him he like came back from like walmart or something and was like kind of like had like tears in his eyes and we were like what's up man and he was like fucking walmart here in florida dude i finally fucking finished my fast and furious dvd collection they had the one thing i needed dude i fucking got that shit man and we were like whoa matt wait you're so passionate about that also I, he took us to a stripper's house one time <laughs> we, played, we played this show that was like in it and this is like i think the first time this does is it makes sense because this is the first time i think sam and i like clicked was we played the show and it was in fucking middle of nowhere, Florida. And it was like a room that was attached to a gas station. Yeah. And like, like, like swamplands, like there were no buildings and like good turnout, good show. And then Matt Wade's like, yo, I met this chick. She's a stripper. We're all going to go back to her house. <laughs> <laughs> and we're all like, like, 
like 20, I just turned 21. Like we're super young. Like let's, let's go. This will be stupid. And like this Matt Wade dude, like is like, yeah, bro, I'm going to hang out with this Matt, shirt. Matt Wade is like actually into it. All of us are like, we like recognize like how ridiculous it is. And we're like, let's go for the story, you know? And Matt's like, no, 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 dude, this is sick. We might score. Let's go. <laughs> Was it just was it just the one stripper? There's like two bands worth of dudes and one stripper. Oh, oh, literally, it might have been like it was probably like fifteen dudes. Fifteen dudes. It was her one friend and her roommate who I remember was studying for like a nursing exam because she kept coming out being like, "Who the fuck are all these people? I have a, I get an exam in the morning or whatever." But she did have a strip pole in her living room. That's all it was. And then like, we were just left to like sit there. And then I don't think it was the same girl was like, so what bands are you guys in? And that's when I was like, have you ever heard of a day to remember? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, that's us. (laughs) (laughs) And she was like, no, but there was some moment where it got really weird. And I was like, I was just looking at everybody and we just like get up and fucking run out of there. We all literally sprinted out of there. And like, it was as I remember when it was because it was really weird. And then like the stripper person went out onto her balcony of her apartment and Matt Wade, like followed her just to like, not like in a weird way, but like being like, let me see if I can get in some FaceTime, you know? And like, they, they went out there and then we were all in there like alone. And we all like looked at each other and we're like, yo, should we just bail? And we all like took the fuck off out of there knowing that Matt Wade was going to come back out and be like everybody i know is gone so then that had to have happened because then like 20 minutes later he comes out like what the fuck man like you ruined it it got weird man i I died of leaves stupid but and then over over time like sam and i just uh you know i would book sam's band sam was in a band called distances um that was awesome i booked them a lot here in north carolina um, and then just over time, like, uh, you know, Sam did a, a Western series called Among the Willows. And I interviewed him for an old podcast that I did that was called Punks and Panels, where I was talking to people in bands or in comics, like Daniel Warren Johnson, a couple other people, uh, just about that, like mutual interest between heavy music and uh, comics. And then just one day, Sam was like, yo, I got this idea. What do you think of this? And we just hit it off from there. That's yeah. awesome. Well, I'm really glad you guys you guys had that stripper house experience because I'm thinking without without that, I maybe would have never got Children of the Grave. Maybe not. Matt Wade, you wouldn't have gotten without Matt Wade. Exactly. It's strange, the passage of time, you know? You just, you go, you look at a stripper pole and the next thing, just doing a podcast. <laughs> how life works yeah i used to be a bouncer so like i used to get holy off shit are you serious <laughs> yeah i was a i was a bouncer and uh, so I'm, I'm in kansas city missouri and for, for a while it was a really hot party area called waldo and i was a bouncer at this bar for seven years and that i found out like i could get punched in the face and like laugh at people what's 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 the craziest thing you've ever seen as a bouncer? Okay, so the craziest thing I ever saw was uh, St. Patrick's Day. and oh, this, shit. Okay. This, this fireman. I mean, like, this seven-foot-tall monster fucking fireman. He's hammered, and he, um, they, they, the bartender cut him off. He was with a friend and, and both of their women. And so, okay. like, they're, they're screaming, and it's, like, at lunch on St. Patrick's Day, so, like, families come in to eat corned beef and cabbage. This is, like, midday? Yeah, it's midday. Oh, like, okay. Because, like, man, St. Patrick's Day in Kansas City sucks. It's, you work, like, noon to 4 o'clock in the morning. Okay. You work at a bar. Like, it's, like, an all-day clusterfuck. And uh, so, anyway, they they cut him off, and, and Julie, the bartender, like, slides him his receipt. 
and he signs he he writes in the tip cunt holy um, shit and and so like they come up to me they're like this guy's gotta go and i was like oh no like i'm like i can't i can't win this gotta bounce him, man. Yeah. Gotta <laughs> bounce his ass man so like i have to go up to this dude and i have to look up to him i'm like hey man you gotta go <laughs> like, no he way. bends down he bends down to me and he goes I'm going to finish my fucking beer. And I was, I told, I was like, Hey man, I'm just, I was like, I'm just going to call the cops. I was like, I, we don't want to fight. There's family. He's here. He's like, fine. Call the cops. So I call it. I was like, the manager's oh, no. like, call him. So while I'm on the phone with the dispatcher, like I just see like the fight start like this, all these people like explode into like, like a pile of dust and like fists coming out of it, like a fucking cartoon. And oh so my I, God. I hang up with the dispatcher. I was like, man, I got to go. They're fighting there's broken glass on the floor like one of the one of the barbacks like his shoe flew off and this like oh giant, this giant man is just like he's just like owning us like i don't know like i couldn't hit him because like i couldn't reach him like yeah you'd have to you'd have to jump you'd have to mario punch me the mario yeah. punch wait wait <laughs> so, a shoe fell off like 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 a laced shoe yeah like a late like he got like he got hit by a car and and, and threw out of his shoes <laughs> but this hit by a you gotta get hit to get your shoe come off so all this shit shit's going on and fucking his buddy i like finally grab his buddy i grab this dude i grab him by the belt and like throw him against the wall and dude i throw the hardest punch i can throw right okay and i whiff i miss this dude (laughs) so like and it's all on like security footage so like i miss and then like everybody kind of laughed but it was like there was so much crazy shit going on so like i throw the dude outside the big fireman's on the ground like my buddy's like choking him out and the fireman's like trying to tap out and this old regular's like you don't tap out in a bar fight motherfucker and i'm like this dude's dude's face is like purple and i was like let him go you're gonna fucking kill him so like we finally like get shit a little calmed down and then both of their girlfriends come up behind me and start like i'm getting hit with purses they're like slapping me scratching me and i'm like they're women i don't know what to do i'm like i can't like i I don't like know what to do and so i turn around and i like so all i did was like stood in the doorway and blocked the doorway and they're just beating like beating the shit out of me from like behind me just punching the worst star thing i've ever heard in my life no you did this for seven years years, (laughs) so we go uh finally they leave and then as soon as they leave of course that's right when the cops show up right so the cops cops show up and they all go downstairs and pull the security footage and the manager's office calls and they're like hey blake they they want you to come down and give a statement so like i go down to the manager's office and they got the security footage pulled up and there's like four cops like the hottest waitresses we have working there and they're watching like me throw this punch and miss <laughs> oh, re- they're no. like rewinding it and laughing and they're like man it's probably a good thing you didn't hit him you would have killed the guy and i was like okay can i go now because this is like really embarrassing dude i don't care the fact that your instinct was to go in there and swing on a seven foot man yeah is the craziest shit i've ever That's heard of. i fell into this job is because I took a uh, I took a break from school and my student loan people were like, hey, guess what? 
you owe us a bunch of money. So I needed a job real quick. And my buddy was like, Hey man, we need a bouncer. Like, he's like, I need help with this bar. And I told him, I was like, man, I was like, I'm not like a bouncer. Like, you know, like I'm thinking like roadhouse, like, like I've never like <laughs> ripped a dude's throat out. Like he's like, no, it's not really like that, man. It's like you're checking IDs and you know, just doing that stuff. And I was like, okay. So I started working there. Cause you mentioned if it was like roadhouse, you were just Wade Garrett and kicking <laughs> people in the neck. Oh my God, <laughs> dude, that's fucking crazy. My dad, really quick segue. My dad, got laid off from his job when I was like 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 a teenager and was working loss prevention at a Walmart and some guy like tried to steal something I don't know and the guy was like taken off out of the door and my dad grabbed him like by the neck and spun him and threw him through a coke vending machine in like the in like the opening area and like the dude was just laid out because like he just got thrown through a coke machine and then, like, whenever the, like, police showed up, they gave my dad tape, being like, this was, like, the craziest shit Oh, that's shit cool. So he still has it. And he was he was showing, like, everybody for a long time. Like, you would see me throw a fucking guy through a Coke machine. <laughs> Dude, that's why Damn. I ask. I'm like, do you have the tape? Because I'd be like, put that shit online right now. Dude, no way. That's so much cooler than anything we have to say. Oh, my God. <laughs> I would, on slow nights, you know, I was like, people would joke around because I would read I, I loved comic books, right? So like yeah, on yeah. a slow night, I'd be sitting at the door and if there's five people in the bar, I don't have shit to do. So I'm like the bouncer, like sitting at a door with like X-Men, like reading an X-Men comic, you know, Dope. people were like- You're Learning some oh, yeah. moves, man. You learning some moves for the ruffians. The berserker barrage. <laughs> fastball special yeah i I learned how to fastball special myself just (laughs) i just propel blake at like giant fireman (laughs) if i saw a bouncer reading the x-men i'd be like nobody fuck around in that bar because that guy (laughs) is trained as shit no way so dope dude what's crazy is and i a lot of days i miss it i got out of that and got into an office job and so then like when quarantine hit man i was kind of like this is great. I was yeah, like, yeah. I'm like tired of being around people all the time. Like I was <laughs> like, sure. I was like, I'm ready to like have some alone, you know, chill time. Um, which now, you know, I'm glad it's over and we can like escape our houses again. But I'm I'm like in a weird camp with that because I'm like halfway glad that we're kind of on the other side, and then halfway I'm like, I think my like default setting is like not around people. <laughs> like now that like people are closer to me again, I'm like. <laughs> back up yeah like, I always, I, this is bad i always thought like i couldn't figure out like where people missed going for the most part because out, outside of like going to like shows i didn't go anywhere yeah, <laughs> yeah right <laughs> like that's it dude i haven't been to a concert in a long time so i would yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean we were all gonna go to rage against the machine and then they yeah you know that, that was like the big like huge i mean other than like the rampant fear and death but like the rage against the machine sure. was like the big covid bummer you know like that was like yeah. the only big plan i had that got ruined hey sometimes I mean, you sometimes you gotta risk it for some stuff like i'd be like hey put a mask we're going yeah. tours are like popping up like crazy now like everybody's announcing a tour it's probably like right right around the corner yeah so i'm that's what i'm kind of excited for and then like the kansas city comic-con is back on for august but even Sick. then like so i get my second shot I'm supposed to go July 26th to get my second shot. And, uh, and I'm still like, man, I just, I don't know. I don't know. Like comic comic cons are weird because like, I think about how kind of gross comic cons are anyways. Yeah. Like con crud was a thing. Like uh, for sure. COVID. Hey, like, if anybody, you know? if anybody out there has not been, or like is like out of con practice, one of my biggest tip about a con, 
go to the bathroom first thing in the morning. Cause by like an hour in those places are dripping wet for some reason. A con bathroom is the most disgusting place I've ever been in my life. <laughs> Sam, now that we have some name recognition, I want to do like the Chip Zdarsky con where he just like shows up in the city and isn't anywhere near where it's at. And he'll, he'll just post on Instagram and Twitter and be like, I'm at this intersection. And he just sets up out of his car. <laughs> Dude, that is sick. That's what I, I want to do. I would do that a hundred percent. Like I do. I, I, I tweeted about that. Like recently, like I was like, man, I miss going to con. And then, like, I started thinking about like the extra shit at cons, and I was like, oh, do I? Do I mean they're they're pretty great, but at the same time, sometimes it's just my thing is the furries, dude. I can't. Do with the <laughs> no, dude. If we can, if we can say whatever we want, my thing's not the furries. I don't care. My thing is just people in Spider-Man outfits that aren't wearing uh, underwear or uh, like a cup. <laughs> and I just, you just walk up to the table. It's and like it, spider junk everywhere. Your spider junk is just right in my face. It just because, rests right on because the table. Because you, you can't, you can't like, it's like one of those things. Like, you're just like, look at that dude's dick. Like, <laughs> it's like a painting. You, you, you ever, you ever uh, like see a painting where like, no matter like where you go, it's looking at you. The yeah, eyes that, follow you. That's yeah. what it is. <laughs> that kind of thing. Dude, I, mine, mine is the furries. I'm like, people are going to play this back in like 10 years and be like, that guy was an asshole. But I'm like, I'm like, what, I'm like Westboro Baptist church hating furries. Like I would go, Jesus Christ. I hate them. I hate them. I would go to a dead soldier's funeral with a sign that said, God hates furries. <laughs> Oh my god! That was real fucked up. I embarrassed man. Feel good. Jesus. You say that as a as a veteran. Uh, yeah, I'm allowed. I can say. I can no, say you're it. not. <laughs> oh my god! Do you remember that one that was just blowing air in your face? Yeah. I feel like an air gun it was just blowing air in your face. It's like a leaf blower. Was this at a was this at a con or a stripper's house? What <laughs> yeah, your life are we going back to? Oh it, was, it was at a convention. That was uh, a hero's con. Yeah, dude, miss it, miss them, miss the cons. Ready to go, ready to go back. But yeah, so it's it's just it's been weird, and um, but like I've told some of the other people I've interviewed, like it ended up working out for me because I just I used to do these like little one tweet Twitter reviews, and then I launched the blog, and then like Scout started sending me review copies, and now other publishers send me review copies, and. Speaking of those, we have like, we got a couple people that reviewed our book, but yours was always like, we were like, we would text each other when you would post yours. We'd be like, all right, Blake's is up. Let's like, check it out. There was, there was, there was one guy on YouTube that made a YouTube video that said, uh, this he said it is- was the worst book he's ever read. And he <laughs> basically, he said it was the worst, like it is out of anything he's ever read in his entire life. It is the worst thing. He said you could read. use it as a template on how to not write a comic book. And I was like, that's the meanest thing anyone's ever said. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> We were laughing about it though. It was so funny. Well, I mean, I got, you got to laugh about I, it, but I still, laughing. that's I don't. If I don't like something, I don't review it. I feel like not covering yes. something says enough. It's not even that. It's what he said. He was in like a basement, surrounded by like Transformers action figures. And if you're like about that, be about that's tight, you know. But to have a guy be like, "This other person is trash," I was like, <laughs> "Oh my god!" I just kind of want to just sit in the cold shower right now. Yours came out of nowhere. Like I got the. I got a scout email and I was like kind of reading about it and I was like, Oh, this sounds cool. And you know, you guys, you guys kind of play with it in like the pacing. And as you like reveal the, you know, open the curtain wider through the first two issues of like Mm -hmm. what what, what the audience is able to find out. And so initially I was like, 
I didn't really, you know, I was like, I was raised Catholic, which I'm not anymore, you know? And so like, I love that like culty shit. At first I was like, okay, it's kind of culty. There's this creepy priest. Is it zombies? Is it what's going on? And then like, you know, it opens up and I was like, it's fucking aliens. Yes. So anyway, like (laughs) I was like super excited about it. I loved every issue. I was recommending it on Twitter and like other people were like messaging me and they were like, dude, thank you for like bringing this to my attention. Cause it's really good. So like, yeah, to have someone say like, it's the worst comic, like it, maybe it's not someone's jam, but it's definitely not the worst comic. Thank you for, oh, for that. And also like, I, it's still so weird that like people that like we didn't directly put the book into their hands have somehow had it. You know what I mean? Like this is both of our like first actual like circulated comic book that was in previews in diamond, like you, anywhere could have it That's potentially. Cool. And like the fact that like other people talk about it without like my name being in like the text thread of it, you know, with starting with me being like, Hey, will you read my book and tell me if it's good? You know, like that's, that's pretty nuts. So I'm really, I'm, if you, if you did like genuinely like it, I still have like crazy (laughs) imposter syndrome where I'm like, everyone's just being real nice, you know? And I just try not to hurt my fucking feelings, but that is awesome. I I've kind of come to the terms on it where I, I let that dude and there's some other reviews and, and just kind of seeing, like, I don't think Sam and I wrote children of the grave to be for everyone. Like, I don't think every story is for everyone. And maybe there's some uh, parts of the main character uh, Daniel, that, you know, very much is a part of Sam and I and how we view things and how we grew up and where we were probably at his age that, uh, maybe if you didn't have those shared experiences really just like wouldn't be up your alley. Well, fuck their alley. Yeah. Straight <laughs> up. Yeah, man, that was, that, that, that was a big thing for us. I, I think when we started writing, it was like what the character Daniel's vibe was and like, I, I think it's easier, you know, especially for us where this was our, like, again, our first like published real work, something like that is like trying to be as honest with the dialogue and the motivations of a character. And if it's going to be the main character, obviously it's got to be something that we're kind of familiar with. And like Daniel's question, everything like go against what, what, what you're being shown is something, you know, when you come up and playing music or any sort of like like counterculture thing that you're into as a thing that's in your brain, you know? So we were trying to find a voice for Daniel at the very start of it. And that kind of just was second nature a little bit. Yeah. You know? No, that's, that's cool. Cause I mean, I was able to connect with, with him on that level. Cause like I said, I was, so I was raised Catholic. My, my dad prom. So I'm, I don't have like a huge family. It's just me and my sister and my parents and they're still mm-hmm. together. And my dad made a promise to my mom and my grandma was very, very religious. And he, before they got married, he, he made a promise to her family. Like if we, you know, we're going to have kids, we're going to put them in private school. And he like, mm-hmm. And that was a real big deal to my mom's side of the family. And like, they all thought that was great. And so like my dad struggled, like, well, my, both my parents worked, but I mean, there was a, there was a lot of money to put two kids in private Spences. school. Yeah. And so for a while he was the maintenance man at my school too. And I just, man, I, they just, they treated him like shit. They were, they, he yeah, was yeah. just like a grunt yeah. and they were like, you know, pointed to a mess on the floor and they were like, clean it, Jim. And like, just made him work a lot for not a lot of money and he like sweated blood for this like you know church and school and they just they never really took care of him and so that messed with me yeah fuck that shit i was like man like my dad's up here like every day this school doesn't have air conditioning in the summer like you know mopping waxing the gymnasium um and he would like bring me and i was his like little little helper which sucked (laughs) what really fucked me up guys was 
so the, the Catholic church, you know, you have to pay a tithe and they act like it's not required, but they want like 10% of your paycheck of your yeah. income to the church. That's fucking crazy. On top of my private school tuition as a kid in grade school, they want this tithe too. And my parents would sometimes fall behind and like, couldn't afford to pay that. Yeah. And when that happened, they would hold my report card. That's fucking crazy. They would not release my report card because my parents like owed the church money. And I was like, Are you serious? Yeah, man. That's a like, gang. Yeah, yeah. It's a racket. It's a, oh my god! It's like the Catholic mafia, man. It's literally. So like that, that like Holy put shit. a really bad taste in my mouth. And then no just seeing way, like dude. what blind faith does to people and the mm. weirdness it does, which I, another reason why I love children of the grave. Cause I feel like it's a huge critique on blind faith. My mind's still blown about that. They held your fucking, my wife and I are watching the, uh, uh, fucking Sopranos right now. And that's like a story beat. That's crazy. That, that, that's, uh, that was like your real life. That's nuts. I don't know. I, we we I don't I don't think we were like trying to be like religion is wrong because like whatever you know whatever you think think you know there's I forget who, we could say that and then he knows about the next book we're writing <laughs> the next book okay <laughs> maybe I, maybe I don't go down this road <laughs> the next book like, is fucking faith crazy. does beautiful things to people but well, if you're a furry fuck yeah. you and also <laughs> I'm pretty sure Jesus Christ is not the fan of metal music and fuck him too no dude uh yeah that's, I uh, fuck I might have to mute myself for that like, like <laughs> we can say whatever we want but like me telling Jesus Christ to fuck him so, I, like, thought this I don't know. The, I thought this was the adult ghost tour. <laughs> <laughs> oh you can say God, whatever man. we want. You can say I should, whatever you I want, should change. I should change. Like fuck Blake's buzz. I should be like, this is the adult ghost tour. Yeah. Oh, you should. Thank Did you for thank you for joining episode two <laughs> of the adult ghost tour. I kind of agree with Sam. I, I think I think it was an overall critique of blind faith and just about you know just about anything. Uh, cause when he, when, when he came up with the idea, it was based off of like when the Brett Kavanaugh trials were, were starting and it was kind of like, you know, like this, this crazy shit was happening, but like people I'm just lifting weights with my buddies and drinking beers, guys. That's Dude, all, that we, that's that's all we did. Oh my God. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. It was like, that was happening. And there was all this, like, I don't know, speculation about who to like trust in this whole thing. And it was like me, like kind of watching it secondhand being like, why is there any speculation? Like you, you have to take it seriously. Like if there's even a chance that this is true, cause like the alternative is so fucking bad. Like if, if you don't like pay this, if, if you immediately go to the other side of it and ignore these, these things, like the most horrible shit can be allowed to happen. And that's so fucked up. And that's literally what like the overall arc of children of, uh, of the grave was at first. It was like, if you don't pay attention to what these three main characters are saying, aliens will come from the sky and turn everybody into paste. That's what happens. You know, when Daniel kills Cruz, and I yeah, love with, that too. Like, with his own arm. Yeah, just jamming arm. that severed arm just right <laughs> into his mouth. Just, And when he grabs the Bible and opens it, and it's all blank. Oh, I yeah. was like, holy shit, that is so just, ge like, looking at it through that lens of, like, it was like fucking a metal alien invasion story and really intense, you know, and great action. And I, I love the art, man. The art, the art is so, it's just different and really, and really bright and vibrant. Quick shout out to our boy Gio. Where's he from? Italy. Yeah. He's the man. Yeah, he's good. He's, he's the man. You guys lucked out with a solid art team. For Hell sure. yeah. Like, uh, but, but yeah, like just looking at it through that, like kind of, you know, cr the 
critique of like blind faith and religion and then that that blank bible like that page i was just like wow you can't call this a terrible comic because it's it's got layers man it's a fucking it's a blooming onion he didn't get there in 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 that in that uh in that thing that he posted he was like i read like the first four pages i just fucking closed this thing it was fucking oh that's a whole thing with like i feel like what's happening and just you know comics in general that if, if you're not hitting no one has the patience for uh like it's only five issues so it's not long-term storytelling i don't know like i'm not gonna blow my load in the first issue he was like there's so much world building in this and i'm like it's the fucking first yeah i'm gonna see if the world building the five dude you're right my bad <laughs> like come on but there really it wasn't that much world building either it was like some stuff was mentioned and it was like this little weird town like after some kind of apocalypse like we've been in that situation like many times if if anything like that it didn't like turn me off of the comic we're oversaturated with like post-apocalyptic narratives right now for sure if you write one you gotta fucking be slick and so when it first started i was like all right like what's gonna happen what's gonna be different and then of course like i love how every final like splash page of every issue was just like yeah jaw dropping and it was like i was like oh okay cool like wow this creepy mother clone making machine that i'll like never be able to get out of my (laughs) mind forever you know like like that was like the last image of the first issue and then and then the second issue is you know we see like inside the clone plant the the flesh factory and like i don't know your guys your guys is like pacing and plot beats and how you structure the issues and stuff were really good so yeah fuck that guy forever thank you thank you for saying that though it's funny that you mentioned like imposter syndrome and stuff because so like i when i wrote that that review for issue five that i wrote like a like a flash fiction piece that i was like kind of yeah, in the yeah. army yeah that was the craziest shit i ever read it was so sick <laughs> i wrote it and posted it and i was like oh, that's a bad idea and i was like why did you do that and i was like you're you just started this fucking blog and now you're like writing weird reviews and that's like the terrifying deal now that i never really cared about you know sometimes like i would tweet something and i was like yeah hey, fuck you if no one likes it like yeah. sure. but, but now i'm like oh, I, I put this blog article out and like, no one's liked it or retweeted it yet. Like, yeah. what did I do? Everybody hates me. And it's so, like, I put it out and like, no one really said anything about it. And I was like, yeah, yep, that was a bad idea. And then both of you guys were like, are you fucking kidding me? This is amazing. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I was like, oh, thank God. I'm one of the cool kids. Woo. Dude, that was rad. I, I remember reading it. I think I was at work whenever you like posted it. And I was like, like this this guy just said this about my comic book. This is like the crazy, why do I work here? Like, look at this. Like, oh, I, hey, man, I quit. Almost. <laughs> that was awesome. That was really, really cool. Man, I'm just like still kind of blown away that you like were into it. That's really, really rad. It, it's still super weird anytime someone says they're into it. It wasn't just me, guys. I, I know for I know for a fact that like other people uh, that follow me on Twitter and that I like mutuals yeah. on Twitter were also into it. So Hell yeah, there man. was at least like 12 of us that I that I know about personally. <laughs> There's got to be more. That's crazy. They, I mean, you put out five issues, man. You got you got for some sure. sweet variant covers like and I, th- I think Scout like Scout has a good eye for stuff. Now, for did sure, you guys do. was this like a Kickstarter or anything before or did you go like all through Scout? <laughs> Yeah. So, so like the whole plan was we were going to self-fund it. Um, and then, you know, we got, you know, making fucking comics costs a fuck ton of money. Yeah. Um, it's just how it is. It's unless you're not, unless you're like trying to scumbag it or make something like super shitty. Um, it was a lot of money. Uh, and then we did a Kickstarter to help cover the costs on issue one that we had already finished. And our plan was to literally, 
you know, COVID wasn't on the horizon yet. Yeah. We were just going to drive around and be like, same way we did music. We were going to be like, Hey, hi, uh, my name is Ben Roberts. Would you carry our book in your store? Like door to door, that shit. Door to door salesman. And we were just going to figure out how to make it happen no matter what. Uh, and then we started pitching at some places. Scout said yes. And we got, uh, we got real lucky with that one. Yeah. That's cool, man. That was nuts. Yeah. We weren't, I don't, I don't think either of us like thought that was going to be a thing. I still remember seeing it in like previews for the first time being like, no fucking way. And it'd be a thing where like, if I was ever driving around and I'd see like a comic book shop, I'd be like, let me go see if my fucking book is in there. And then like two times out of 10, it would be, and I'd be like, oh yeah, you're so crazy. It'd be awesome. Yeah, I, I can't imagine that, like, walk into, like, a bookstore or, a com- like, a comic book store and, like, see your stuff on the shelf and be like, whoa. It's kind of crazy. It's, uh, it's I'm not used, I'm not really used to that. I mean, I don't, I don't want to speak as if, like, anybody comes in there, like, trying to find it. I think, like, where where we are, our book is, like, if you walk in someplace and, and, and see it. The craziest one I had was I was somewhere, I think it was in Fredericksburg, and I walked in, and there was, like, one copy on, on the, the shelf, and I was like, I'll buy it just to be, like... Like if you ordered one, I'll buy it to like cover it. The guy at the front was like, oh man, dude, like we, we put that out like two, we have, we bought like 15 of them, like sold out like crazy. That book, is that book good? And I was like, yeah, I hope so. I said, you know, are you serious? And he was like, yeah, are you okay? And I was like, I, 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 I wrote it, I wrote this. And he was like, no way. And it was this whole thing. It was really, really cool. But uh, I don't know. It's still, still very, 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 very weird. I, I, I work at a comic book store. What's weird is like everyone who's like a frequent customer knows that it's my book. Um, but it's like, we had, there was some like, like maybe like teenage like girl, she came in with her family and I saw her buy number one. And then the next day they came back for two through five. I didn't say a word. I was like, they're like, Oh, you should say something. I'm like, I'm not going to say anything. Cause it's cooler if I don't do a thing like yeah. that was super weird. Cause I got overseeing it. But what is weird is when your book comes in, da- like books come in damage from Diamond for a store. Oh, yeah. To like get it credit, you have to destroy them. So I spent about <laughs> two days <laughs> just destroying copies of my own book. Oh, my God. I didn't know Diamond made you do that. Yeah, you have to tear off the covers and then you send back the covers. Wow. Oh my God, that's kind of traumatizing. No, it was sick. <laughs> I'm just I'm I'm thinking of like Ben like crying like in the back room of a comic store like <laughs> yeah that's, oh, that's where I'd be Ben was probably like loving that shit I'd yeah. be like so much time it hurts so good oh my god man <laughs> crazy yeah I don't know what I would do like part of me I, I think I would be like hi my name's Blake Morgan that's my name on the fucking cover yeah you want me to sign it if you don't want me to sign it I'll sign it anyway like it's you're right there's a I I will whenever I go to my like my like local shop and I see somebody kind of like perusing around where my my book is i i have like gone up to it like picked it up and like <laughs> put it back on the shelf that looks pretty good no i don't say it obviously i'm just I'll, I'll like pick it up just to be like maybe he sees me picking this up you know maybe but uh stack stack looks like it's the same size so i'll have this work <laughs> i've had to pitch it to so many people i i like i'm just like tired of i'm tired Dude, of pitching. that's crazy because i feel like if somebody right now was like what's this about i would not be able to like i i know what it's about but like we used to have our like con pitch like down like, yeah it was solid 
we had like a good like back yeah. and forth about like, it. I say this part, he says this part, I say this part, then boom, we're trading, we're trading some money, you know? That, that was when those two like older ladies came up to us. We gave them the pitch. We're like, wow, that's so fascinating. Like, <laughs> this is this is really what happened. We were at this, we were at a table and the, this lady was like, wow, comic books are so crazy because you get to the end of one and then you're like, what does this all mean? And then it's like, that's what I scream into the sky every night. I just look up, I stare into the void and I'm like, what does this mean? And the ladies were like, uh, okay. And they just <laughs> walked away. That was the same con where that lady was walking with like her five-year-old kid. And I was like, man, this book, if you read it, it'll Im- increase your bench press by 20 pounds. <laughs> she was like, don't talk to me. <laughs> oh my God. That's the part of cons I missed. That and the pretzels at the convention fucking snack bar. Con pretzels hit different, my guy. It's good stuff. I shouldn't talk to you about you. You're in Kansas. You got fucking good ass barbecue out there, right? We got really good barbecue. Send me your address. I'm about to come out. I'm about to come out. There. <laughs> I'm learning how to barbecue. Like I inherited a smoker from my from, oh. my, from my aunt, and it's and I've made some good food, but there it always takes about three to four hours longer than I think it's gonna. Of course. And so then, of course, like you have people over and you're making this pork butt for you know fucking shredded shredded smoked pork sandwiches yeah, and yeah. it's 11 30 at night and no <laughs> one's fucking eating oh my god like, dude you're like oh, i'm sorry <laughs> then when, when it, once it's done once it hits your lips so yeah good. like it, the, the way it's worth it any it, i if i didn't buy like a shit ton of books all the time i could probably buy a nice smoker but it's, i got go. like priorities i gotta keep books sure. cooler dude books are cooler that that thing though we've like talked about we're like nervous kind of like are people going to understand like the tone of like dialogue of this because we know how we talk yeah but it's like your normal pro i don't know man we'll see i was listening to um kevin cuff uh talk when when scout ended up re-releasing it they were like hey can we like tone down the language of some parts and Mm. they 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 didn't go crazy on it because it's still got like some f-bombs in it but they like cut a few out and I guess like Kevin was like, no, fuck that. These are our words. Like they're not going to change our words. And Bob France was like, but what if we did? And like, they publish our book and it'll, <laughs> and so like, yeah, yeah. they like Bob ended up talking Kevin into it and, went, and it ended up being a good thing for them. Cause like now so many, so many more people know about metal shark, bro, which is mm-hmm. helping their new Kickstarter. Long story short, like, even if like, I wouldn't worry about people not getting your vibe. Like I, I mean, I just saw a few pages of it. I thought it was hilarious. I thought the idea was really good. Um, And and again, like it's going to give you guys that time to shine. Whereas like, you know, you, you can, you can be funny and you can be ridiculous, but you can also kind of comment on the way of things. For sure. Mm. Like, like you did in children of the grave. Like you guys are smart writers like that. Sick. Thank you. Dude, thank you. Children of the Grave, I feel like we almost like, I wanted everything to like mean something, even down to the relationship between like Daniel and the mother um, that, after that, we were like, all right, what's the fucking craziest idea we can come up with? And like, that's kind of like the trajectory we're on now. So like, if we can bounce back between that, like, you know, maybe a little bit more of a critique and then a little bit more of the fucking like action, wild bullshit stuff. Yeah. Writing like more like nuanced stuff is so much harder too like for sure not, not harder I mean, well and it's it's real easy to make it feel forced whereas yeah. like children of the grave it was very organic and fluid and it didn't feel like you guys had like a hammer that you were trying to like beat your audience over the head with and be like faith is bad satan is great 
you know, like it wasn't like that. Fuck furries. It was a natural and good storytelling. And so like, I've, I feel like from the snippet I got of your new project, like oh, yeah. I, fe I feel like that tone and your guys' style is going to carry through with that. Hey man, let's hope. I'm hoping. I do too, man. I, I want to read the rest of it. Like <laughs> purely selfish endeavor. Like people always tell me they're like, oh man, like thanks for like, trying to get word out there about our new book or like thanks for talking about our kickstarter and i'm like i just want it like Hell i want yeah. it for my bookshelf it's totally selfish like i i want of course i want you guys to succeed but like i want the book like it's red try and like scream from a rooftop that you know this new project is awesome because That's i want awesome it. <laughs> so Hell yeah, I'm, just, man. I'm just a selfish bastard man <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's sick though. That's awesome. I don't know how much more room you got on that shelf. I keep joking around that I'm buying for my retirement. Like, yeah. Like, oh yeah, I've got like I buy all the Chris Claremont X-Men omnibuses Marvel's re-releasing. And so I think I have like with Excalibur and New Mutants, I think there's like 12 of them or something now. And I'm yeah. like, and so like in each of those is like a thousand pages and it's just like, you know, well, hopefully one day I won't have to work and I'll have time to read these. You've got the uh you got the best X-Men story of all time in omnibus right there behind you though. It's Which only one? one you need. You got Remender's X Force. That's what made me like Deadpool. I For never, sure, right? yeah. I never gave a shit about Deadpool until Rick Remender wrote him, and I was like, yep. "Okay, Deadpool's awesome." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's rad, man. That 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 run like blew me away. I, I, I'm a big I'm a big Remender fan. On on that note, like, what are you guys like? What are you guys reading right now? Um, right now, shit. Oh well, the best comic out. Right now, I, I I really like like Zach Thompson stuff. Um, oh. He did he did I breathe the body. He's got that thing coming up with Marvel with uh, Kazar. Yeah, uh, I love Zach Thompson. Um, I've reread uh, Ultra Mega by James Heron like four or five times. Ultra Mega is uh, so sick. Dead Dog's Bite is so good. Um, and then I want to talk to James Tenyon so bad about nice house on the lake because <laughs> i can't imagine like just the, the like, of organization that went into that idea dude the storytelling ability there is so fucking fascinating i can't like it's incredible like his, it, that, his that's whole the, career is wildly fast i don't i don't like everything he does i don't i don't like something's killing the children it's just not for me yeah um, and it's okay it's it's good but nice house on the lake is like goddamn, yeah. it's so good and and that's why i see like i feel like zach thompson is pretty that's like i think he's gonna be a huge name like a like a tinian or a like a snyder in a couple years i like his books um he reminds me of like grant morrison and alan moore and just in a sense of like sometimes i read his stuff and i'm like i'm not smart enough to read this book when i was in grad school i took a, a ulysses class and we read james joyce's ulysses and one of the best advice i ever got from a professor and this he was saying this for ulysses but like i i apply this to all literature just go with it if you feel a little lost if you're not connecting yeah. with it just keep going like yeah, don't yeah. don't give up just kind of like just just read through it just push through it like you're like you're working out right like like work through the burn and like yeah, that's yeah. what you got to do with books sometimes man you work through the burn and then you can you can go back later and reread it and pick up something but yeah yeah like zach's zach's works do that to me like i breathe the body was like wow and just again like i love how some of you guys can take these really nutty off the wall stories 
and use it as a means to like talk about how our current society is. Oh, yeah. um, you know, his his was very much like demonizing like social media and like yeah the the availableness that we all have to like the internet. Um, but yeah, that book was crazy. And then I just watched uh, this new horror movie called Gaia last night, which is like okay. very much feels like a prequel movie to that comic. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Just like the the imagery and like all the body horror, like instead of being like drippy gross bloody it's uh like watching like mushrooms grow out of people yeah and yeah. stuff like that so like i don't know so i watched that last night but yeah i love zach thompson i really like how he like goes with um he has like the prose and mm-hmm. comic like uh, amalgamation kind of which i think more people should do because it's you gotta like, be so good to do that oh the, dude well yeah i man. mean if you can't write you're, you're, you don't want to like give pages of prose to your readers <laughs> yeah right for sure <laughs> rob liefeld and yeah he's got an attitude about everything these days but like he hates like comic books having words in it and i'm like it, you gotta have the words <laughs> dude i'll die on that box man I, yeah. we've, uh, that was like a there was like a, a big like conversation about that kind of thing not like too too long ago and i like it's all very like inside baseball to me. And I'm just like, tell your story, man. Like, obviously don't clog, completely clog a page, but like, do what you got to do. Like if, if you feel like it, if it needs it, make it worth it. But yeah, yeah I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't put words on a page if it didn't have a meaning to be there. Exactly. And I, you know, I personally wouldn't want to admit that I don't want to read words on a page. Yeah, <laughs> right. exactly. Especially like in a comic book where it's like not that many words. Yeah. But you know, I wouldn't want to, you know, if you can find, it's all about that, that, uh, that synthesis, the art uplifting the words and the words uplifting the art. And they're, you know, it's like, it's like a good band. It's like a good band. Yeah. That's how Sam and I have always described it for sure. Perfect. Also, just to get, go back onto like the, what we're, uh, what books we're currently reading. That's like, mine are the exact same as Ben's basically through and through like a nice house on the lake is like the perfect example. That book is so, if anybody out there has like not picked that book up, it is so good. That book is fucking phenomenal. I'm, I'm reading that. And to shout out another scout book, I recently just got the second issue of that book locust. Yeah. Super rad, super cool. Super cool. That in Red Room. I'm reading Red Room right now. And that that, that book takes me so long to get through just because I'm looking at every page like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's so that's good. Ed's new book, right? Eddie P, baby. Yeah. yeah. I've, I, I haven't picked that up yet, but I've, I've heard really good things. Well, it's nuts. I like how like uncomfortable it makes people like some people are it's like, they're, they're like tweeting about it and they're like, I like this and feel like dirty for liking it. Yeah. Cause it's like it's banned in a couple countries already. Yeah. Like, yeah, man. I mean, that's the dream, right? Like mm-hmm. to have a, have a comic book sell while simultaneously getting banned for being oh, to be on a banned book list. That'd be awesome. <laughs> that'd be pretty cool. Hell yeah. Dude. Yeah. Read red room. I think red room is really, really cool. I think it's just like a, like a, I mean, it's, it's definitely like a lot of shock value and just like, like Ed's art is nuts, you know, Yeah. but like the overall like vibe to it, I, I kind of get, it's like how fucked up can like the internet be and like society be when they're like away, like behind a screen, you know what I mean? It's pretty, there's some stuff in there that I'm like, oh, this is actually kind of fucking uh, profound, dude. This is pretty cool. <laughs> that book is cool. But yeah, I, I was super hard i was beating the uh dead dogs bite drum for a really long time because like dude tyler patrick boss that guy is awesome that book was so fucking good if you haven't read dead dogs bite read that too i was like this is the book of the year for sure and then nice house on the lake 
came from the top rope, like Jeff Hardy tied it back to wrestling, <laughs> Swanton bomb all over the place. That book is so good. Yeah, that the uh, house on the the the, the lake house. I can't. <laughs> I hate these new long titles. It's man. a weird I title. Always get them wrong. And then there's like there's like that new one out now that's like, uh, so well I like there's you promise me darkness. I really like that. And then there's a um, book. The me you the me you love in the dark. That one because <laughs> it's just like these titles just keep getting longer and longer and they're intriguing but they're i mean you know like we went from like an age where it was like us like one word you know like it's you want like this one you know one eye-catching word which probably makes like your logo and stuff cheaper too i guess like you promised me darkness by the way also super rad that book's yeah. nuts man yeah man like, damon Connolly, his art is crazy yeah so it really and, and like as a person who like would love like I, I would love to write a comic book one day and I, i've got some ideas and stuff and but anyway like it to like think about that because that's what everyone says right they're like if you want to make a comic book make a fucking comic book well guess what i can't fucking draw so like i doubt people want to read like blake morgan's nuanced script with fucking like stick figures with like yeah, yeah. lopsided <laughs> circle heads because i can't even draw a circle right there's still yeah there's there's room like i i've been getting finding myself like because i feel like i'm so inundated with like marvel and like dc stuff like working at a comic book store that i like all of the like all-time comic stuff and stuff that uh not forbidden plan um uh, like like uh shit what's that shop in portland that floating, world. floating world puts out like all that stuff like shaky cane crin abel like there there's an art to it there but it's not like it's not like like the triple a ea games of art it, it is like <laughs> It is like very much indie comics, so you could get away with doing it, man. Maybe, oh, yeah. yeah. But I mean, even then, like, like what was it the the one from um, Floating World, the the post apocalyptic where there's Night Hunters. Yeah, dude, like that that Zared book. Yeah, like yeah, Zared. His his art is insane. Yeah, like, Zared oh, is yeah. uh, Zared's a cool dude. Yeah, I would, I would, I would like, I'd like to pick his brain. Like he he seems. He's a very interesting brain to pick. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> a very interesting brain to pick. He's a cool guy. Night Hunters is cool. Space Riders also very crazy. Yeah, yeah man. I mean, I, I grew up with Marvel and DC, of course. And, but like, man, the, the indie scene, there's just nothing like it. Like, just mm -hmm. the, like, I talk to a lot of people, like, I get approached by a lot of Kickstarter writers and stuff now, which is really cool. Um, they're also just like, I love the Kickstarter scene and how like tightly knit they all are. Like everybody just wants to help everybody succeed. Yeah. And it's like, especially like on like social media and comics, Twitter and stuff can get so negative and nasty. And it's just like, I feel like there's always, you're, you always got to be mad at somebody every day. Like we can't just like have a good day on comic social media, you know, like yeah. it's just like, Oh, this book was awesome. But, Oh, but yeah, like all this other stuff happened. And it's like, well, fuck, like, I guess I won't be happy today then or something, you know, like, yeah. so I just, I feel like it gets like that a lot, but like the Kickstarter community, man, they're all just like, Oh, like, my buddy's got this book on and then like you back this project and then you get an email update and they're like, Oh, all my friends have Kickstarters too. And you're like, God damn, I got to back all these now. Cause these look <laughs> Kickstarter. So like I used to smoke cigarettes and I quit a, a while back. Why dude? Why? They're so fucking. Oh, oh I know. Dude, they're, stop. they're so amazing. <laughs> Sorry, <I'm>... at this. <laughs> 
<laughs> but like, I would, I would look at my, like, uh, my, my bank account app. Right. And it was just like, I was given seven 11, like all my fucking money. Like, it was just like, just every day. Like you're just like spending like 10 or 15 bucks at seven 11. Cause you don't, when you go in there, like, I'd be like, Oh, I'll get like a beer or I'll get like some, you know, like you're never just getting your pack of cigarettes, which is still like five or six bucks or more, depending on what you smoke. Like, so anyways, like I quit. Five or six now, bucks. Wait, wait, what are, you, what are you smoking? How much are cigarettes out there? Cigarettes are like $11 out here. I was, uh, when I quit, I was smoking L&M's, which was like the, the, always the best okay. choice of Marlboro. <laughs> okay. But yeah, those were like, those were like five fifty here. When, when Sam was stationed in Korea, he tells this story about how in Korea you could buy like, they have like flavored cigarettes that yeah, you can't get in America. The they're outlawed in the States. And it was like monster energy flavored would, cigarettes. The monsters, the monster cigarettes and the orange dream single cigarettes were the, the they were bitching, dude. Those, I don't smoke anymore either, but those, and like, there was a yellow pack of the Lamborghini cigarettes. They were just like Lamborghini brand and they tasted so good, man. Like a Lambo? I don't know. They just tasted, just, they just taste, taste like luxury. That's all it was. Smoking money, baby. It was, oh, dude. But the monster cigarettes, you could, you could get somebody if like the gas station next next to our base was sold out. You could get somebody to, to do some crazy shit for like a couple of Lucy's of that shit, man. <laughs> You'd be like, "Hey, go." Uh, I don't know. I don't want to divulge my secrets, but <laughs> you do some crazy stuff over there. Our our, uh, our armed forces secrets, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bad, dude. We're gonna have to <laughs> talking talking about Westboro Baptist Church. DIA is gonna come after Blake's buzz. Or like, yeah. Knocking on knocking on my door, like, where'd you get this information? Yeah, man. I mean, I mean, Sam, we were talking about the, a comic book. I dude, don't know. Monster cigarettes. They're so good. They were like, you, you ever smoke a a, a camel crush? <laughs> yeah. Doing? It's like that. You have to squeeze, you have to squeeze the butt and pop a little bubble. And that's where the monster flavor that's comes fucking from. So gross. <laughs> God, I'm, 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 I still miss like as much as I hated it, like. I still miss it like every day, but, but any, like <gasps> long story short was like, yeah, Kickstarter. My, my, yeah. So my, <laughs> this is why I'm like not good at interviewing people. Cause I like tell a story and then go to like three other places. And then I'm, like, red. I'm like, Oh yeah. Sorry. I forgot. You guys are supposed to be talking, not me about my bank account and Kickstarters. But so where it used to be like cigarette charges from seven 11 were all on my bank account. Now it's like Kickstarter, 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 Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah. I started back in like digitally being, and like oh i can back more and pay a little less but guess what like if you back like 12 kickstarters at eight bucks a piece for digital mm. and then they all fucking come out on the 15th of the month you're like well shit like there goes 130 bucks like yeah I, yeah it'd be they awesome to find a way like i think i think so many people i mean I don't know how I feel about like, you know, Keanu Reeves and Scott Snyder <laughs> using Kickstarter to kickstart their books, but it would be awesome if, you know, there's a way for those independent uh, creators to get their stuff in stores or through some sort of distribution channel. Um, I wish there was the industry could kind of reconcile that a little bit. Yeah, that, that I know that put a lot of. It turned a lot of people off on uh, Kickstarter. Well, it turned people off and also b brought people on. Like for sure, I feel like the pandemic actually did really like Kickstarter comics kind of blew up for over the pandemic, especially because like it's a way to get you can get like sketches or signatures and stuff like pay a couple right. bucks like things that you may that you usually could only get at a con or going to a signing or stuff. And over the last year and a half, like we didn't have those, so that kind of 
that kind of like had this like Kickstarter magic. But yeah, like I still thought that was kind of weird. Like the, the Noctera dropping on Kickstarter and then like four weeks later is out in comic book stores from image. But I, so I heard that he did that to like, pretty much pay tony um for sure to, to like cover the art fees which because i can't imagine what like a, a top tier amazing artist's page rate is right yeah. like i mean like page rates are high even when you like find like an indie guy who hasn't done much like i mean you're you, if you want good you're art you're gonna, yeah like if you want good right. art you're gonna pay for it like it's that's exactly that's the name of the game but so yeah like it, i kind of get it and they they know they know that you're just you'll just they be totally itching. know especially like especially now like when you um i'm a sucker for a hardcover man especially on kickstarter and i will if i have the money i'll be like all right i'll pay 45 bucks for a kickstarter hardcover like yeah no one else is gonna have it it's gonna be cool Hell yeah it'll come signed and but i I mean you're it's just you know it's a a little expensive but you're i I feel like that goes to a good cause you know like you're helping you're helping for sure so i mean i i you know i spend my i i it helps me justify like the stupid money i spend on comics like i'm like oh i did a good thing hell yeah man (laughs) even though that's rad especially if you're going to do it like you're doing it right. Like support these like smaller guys who are really doing it out of just passion and, you know, just like having a story that there's like confident enough in to make something like that. And then that's the thing, like half of the hump of comics, like to like break in is you just make it, you know what I mean? Like so many people have an idea and then don't make it. If you just make your book, you're leaps ahead of so many other people. Yeah. It's definitely not an easy thing, but like, like, like you said, that that's all it is, 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 you know, committing 100 percent because that's that's what i told sam like when he showed me like your guys's new project which we can if you guys want to talk about it i i didn't know if we if we were allowed if we were allowed to talk about that we we fucking (laughs) kill god so no dude i think i think so sam and i've kept it super close to the chest because uh you know but now that there's actual art and it's in a process of being sent out places uh yeah, we should just uh the art's fucking good too. Right. Like, hey, shout out to you by the way for uh hooking up the first uh contact to send this thing to. That's really, really rad. I don't have like big connects there. I just like Kevin, I interviewed him on another podcast I used to be on and it was funny, I really liked his um his freak snow book. Uh, for the same reason, like I really yeah. connected with your guys's because oh, I was yeah. I really dug the the religion critique and like the the weird stuff that like faith can lead us to do and and how like how dangerous it is to like not ask questions and yeah. how oh, yeah. how scary that is to build like these huge organizations that have unlimited fucking money and like don't have to pay taxes and don't have to do anything and all they tell like their millions of followers is like just give us your money and don't ask questions and they're like okay sure like or else we're gonna hold your fucking report card you son of a bitch or you're never gonna know what you got on your science quiz (laughs) oh no well if, if if children of the grave was like a critique about faith the next thing that Sam and I are working on is called Rock and Roll Hell, and it is a. I have, I have the pitch pulled up. You, oh, you, you, you want me to read the uh, the log it, line? Hit me with it. This book is called Rock and Roll Hell. Uh, log line: Tasked with summoning the forces of hell with their rock, a heavy metal band fights the second coming of Jesus Christ and his army of battle-ready angels during their largest show ever. So if you're an avid churchgoer, this might not be the book for you because we're going to get pretty blasphemous in here. Like a uh, spoiler, Jesus might, might like pee on a guy. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> 
<laughs> does it cure blindness? Does he like? <laughs> is that how Jesus does like miracles? Like, oh, you guys, you guys thought I turned water into wine, but really, I just pissed in this bucket and people drank it because they're weird. He he is drunk the whole time because he can't yeah. stop turning things into wine. So Jesus is sh- shit faced the entire time. Yeah, but, uh, it, a, a band like playing this this uh, Finnish heavy metal concert. They're about to go on stage, their biggest show they've ever played. And then fire falls from the sky and it's Jesus who decides this is the best place to start the rapture. Yeah. <laughs> Cleansing the earth of its centers and uh, the band has to uh, fight back. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, uh, it's, it's, I, I, if Children of the Grave, like I said, we wanted to, I was like, this has a purpose to exist. I want you to like maybe think about some things walking away from it. Rock and roll hell. I want you to just fucking bang your head with it. <laughs> exactly. Perfect. No, it, yeah. It sounds like just metal and all badass to me. And oh, like yeah. I said, like, so who's your artist on this? Like, uh, his name is uh, Gregorio um d'angela we we've started calling him gore greg because he's like he's also like a pretty fucking he's pretty metal dude he's a heavy metal dude he's really really rad he kind of we like pitched the he actually went to school with the artists of children of the grave they know each other and we i found him on like the following portion of our children of the grave artist and it looked like exactly what we wanted for this thing. And it looked like he, like based on the stuff that he was posting, like he seemed to be into the stuff that might support, you know, being able to like kind of get what we're going for with this book. And we we're like, yeah, I mean, we have this book about like heavy metal. And he's like, oh, dude, I've been to this show. I've seen this band. I, do, do you guys like it? Do, do, do you know this band? And we're like, oh yeah, okay. You're like the guy that's perfect. And then uh, he, he kind of nailed it. Like he, every page we got back, we were like, "Oh shit, uh, he gets it. This is really, really, really good." Um, I, I'm I'm more excited to release that out into the world than I am was about Children of the Grave. Oh, for sure, for sure. That's that, awesome. yeah. We're excited about it. Yeah, Rock and Roll Hell. We're like pitching it right now, so hopefully. Hopefully somebody uh, likes it enough to take a chance on it, but we'll see. They better. If I had a if I had a publishing company, I would publish it, guys. I'd, Thank you, Thanks, man. Like, but I mean, like I don't. So like, if I did, it would not oh, get sure. far. I would just be like, I'd be like, like what? We, I was like, guys, I got this comic book. I don't know what to do with it now. And they'd be like, oh, cool. Thanks. Thanks, Blake. Hey, <laughs> But no, yeah. I, I I like that how excited you guys are about it. I about so first of all, uh, Sam made me feel like a fucking like comic journalist rock star because he was like we were I was we were talking about setting up this time to talk and and Sam's like, can I show you this pitch for this new comic? And I wanted to be like, did you know you're like just talking like a regular nerd? <laughs> like, I was like, I don't, dude. I was like, your review. I'm like, I trust your judgment. I do. You, but yeah. He, he sent me he sent me that and like. I was just like, no one's ever done that before. And I was like, oh, cool. And like, and the, the log line looked good. And then like, he sent me the page, like some pages. And I was like, dude, this looks so good. And then also like all my like childhood, like fears and hatred of Catholicism, like yeah, bubbling up to the surface. And I was like, I was like, oh man, it just like, it, it got me. And I was like, this is really cool. So yeah, I, I really, I, I wish you guys the best of luck. Cause like I said, the, the art, the art's there. I think it's gonna. I think it's funny and weird and blasphemic enough to like generate a lot of buzz. Even the negative buzz you guys get though, like a comic like this will come out just like um, 
with ahoy with second coming you know yeah. like this people, is where i would want the negative buzz yeah the, the negative buzz on this would be just as good as the positive i'd be like sick we nailed it you know i think i think it's really cool and i i hope i wish you guys the best of luck getting it out there just also again totally selfishly just so that i can like buy a copy of it for myself oh, yeah. it, you know like I'll, do, I'll just send you one let's go <laughs> man so how did how did so do you guys like do you guys live close to each other like uh, sam, hmm. sam lives like six hours away from me okay uh, but i think i text sam about as much as i text my girlfriend nice if not more you serious yeah (laughs) oh man i i realize i haven't seen sam in almost a year like in person and it doesn't feel like that because we talked since designing yeah since has that been a year uh that was november so like oh yeah we're almost there but yeah we it's usually like one of us comes with an idea and it's like rapid fire ideas all the time. Um, some of them are just, bad. <laughs> some of them are some real them bad. Are bad. <laughs> <laughs> do, you guys, do, you guys, uh, do you guys have like an issue with that? Like when you're, when you're, when you're throwing off ideas or like, okay, so let's, let's look at rock and roll hell right now. So like okay. you guys are, you guys are writing this and you've already got some, some finalized, if not damn close to finalized script pages or at uh, least yeah. the first issue. Yeah, it's, it's, it's done. Yeah. Okay. Done. Whole thing's done. Do, do you like pitch scenes to each other? and then like and then talk about him and, or and then how gentle are you guys like or will you straight up be like no that's fucking dumb or will you be like hey what if we did this? i think i think we would but i don't think we've ever i think that's like the cool part about this is that i think ben and i like really understand like what the other one is going for a lot of the time which i okay. think that's the cool thing about writing is like a tandem is I have viewed this comic book writing thing, the way I've viewed everything creative I've ever done, which has been with people and you surround yourself with people who have like similar interests as you who see the world in like a similar way as you. And then it kind of is seamless, you know? So for example, children of the grave was I came to Ben with like this basic idea. And I was like, this is kind of what I have for it right now. I have like, this is like the trajectory, I think. And then Ben was like, what if we did like this scene? And I was like, that's sick. How about this would go after that? That's sick. And it kind of started like that. And then rock and roll hell, it was right after we had finished kind of like panning out all of the entire children of the grave run. And we were like, what's like the next thing? And we like really didn't really know. And then Ben is in a band and Ben's Ben told me that he wants to, that he wanted to title like the band's next CD or whatever, rock and roll hell. And I was like, that's such a badass title. I'd be a sick comic book title. And then like, in like one second, I was like, if that was a comic book, it would be about a metal band playing a festival and Jesus showed up to the festival for the rapture and the band would have to stop Jesus with their metal. And I sent that to Ben and Ben was like, okay, yeah, let's do it. And it was just ready. It was like a one second, like that's what it, that would be about. And then we went, you know, I think that's uh, most ideas we have are kind of are like that a little bit where it's like, I have this idea or it'll just be like dumb enough that we're like, this is so stupid. Do you think like it's cool? And we're like, yeah, but we're not going to put any money into that one. Like maybe if any, <laughs> any of our money, maybe if somebody calls us and they're like, we, we want an idea. We're like, Hey, if you pay for it, we'll do this thing. But like I, anyone, anyone is welcome to take machine gun Minch from us. Oh, machine gun Minch the, that was pretty cool. <laughs> All right, just that, a, the title i'm i'm hooked on the title it's just a it's just like a a, a guy a hasidic jew in like the 90s and he's just mowing down neo-nazis and there's yeah. no dialogue the entire book last panel he's, he's lighting a cigar off the heat of his his submachine gun and he just goes <laughs> 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 
It's just like it's like 22 pages of just like like brutal headshots. Yeah. Oh, that's machine gun image. That's, that's fucking. Heavy. That's that's the caliber of <laughs> of most of them. But yeah, no, and and, and then it, it's so I, we, people have asked, and like like I said, I don't know. Like I, I've definitely worked on some stuff by myself, but I'm always like running stuff by Sam, no matter what. And it's almost like we're self-editing over top of each other. Like if I if if I write a joke and it doesn't land, he can kind of come in and like punch it up a little bit, and vice versa. Um, you know, I think each of us, especially on like Rock and Roll Hell, have like written something that the other person's like, "Oh fuck, dude, how'd you think of that? That's really really fucking funny." You know what I mean? I am so afraid to even take a stab at anything alone right now just because like i'll have like i said like the idea for like the basic i'm like this is i guess where i see it going and then ben will be like i think we might we should turn this way and i'm like oh fucking of course that's what we do and i'm like i will i would have never had that on my own and i'm like i want to make sure that the book is as best as it can possibly be i want to do it with people that i trust like that you know what i mean so that just comes from like the, I guess it's like a band thing where like best songs that, that your band ever wrote were like, if somebody comes in and they're like, I have this whole song written out. This is your part. This is your part. This is your part. The song is cool. But whenever a guy comes in, he's like, I have this riff. And it's like, oh, what if we did this to the riff? And then everybody builds on it. The song is fucking rad. You know, that's kind of how I, v- I view creating this stuff. This is very similarly where I'll be like, I, I'll come to Ben with like, I have this riff of an idea or Ben will be like, I have like a riff of an idea. And then we just kind of go from there. That's cool. I mean, comic books, it's already like a communal effort anyway. Yeah. I mean, you know, you have, you have your creative team, you know, art, color, um, you know, uh, editor, um, letter, uh, and then the writers. I mean, so it's just like, even, even comic books where like, you know, you look at like Daniel Warren Johnson, you know, like he's a machine and he's phenomenal and his art blows me away. And he's a great storyteller, like visually and, and, uh, with prose, but, but I mean, even hit, you know, he has editors, he has a color, Mm -hmm. he, uh, he works with that Spicer colorist that really does awesome. Mike Spacer's wild. Even when you get like the guy that does it all himself, he never does it all himself. Like, so I, I actually am really digging a lot of these comic books that like have two writers are really mm-hmm. fucking good and 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 everyone i've talked yeah. to that has like the the mentality that you guys share like you're really close you guys communicate all the time you know you're you're not just collaborators you're you're like legit friends and you have like good experiences together and stuff and that all comes together into like like good storytelling yeah dude thank you if you ever do something by yourselves like i'm sure it'll be great too also like i mean stick together you guys are making some magic yeah well if anyone uh from marvel comics is listening we do have a ghost rider punisher story planned out that culminates in uh the biggest event in the marvel universe that's ever happened so please very ready for it we're very i mean it's ready to go it is ready to go (laughs) dress for the job you want baby you know what i'm talking about i'm sure all the marvel execs listen to my brand my my boy (laughs) if akira yoshida is listening (laughs) do you guys have any like we've talked about like cons are kind of starting to come out you guys have any plans to like set up tables anywhere or probably not this year next year you know originally we were going to go to new york last year uh, new york comic-con and do children of the grave there but obviously did not happen um i'd like to do one of those those bigger cons uh seeing how things happen you know even if it's just still promoting children of the grave through scout if they allow 
house to do something cool like that or wherever we're at in a year. That's yeah. what I really like to do. Cons are, uh, uh, as much, much fun as they are. They're kind of a slog. Sam's done more conventions than I have. We did them like we were in a touring band. I've slept in my car at conventions. I've like, I've we, like oh my taken God. a shower in a bath bathroom sink. Yeah, my my good friend who uh, wanted me to shout him out actually on this podcast, fucking <laughs> Adam Metters, my best boy, best man at my wedding, it's good 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 people. We he wrote the uh, the my like cowboy comic with me. The first comic I ever wrote was was with him, and he was in the band with me that toured with Ben's band that lead to us meeting. And uh, we when we started writing that book, I think we were averaging like two or three cons a month for like wow. a year. Like we were just all over like the East coast. I remember I was stationed in Fort drum, New York, which is like at the border of Canada. And one weekend we had a con in, in Miami and I drove from basically Canada and met him at his house here in Maryland. And then we went from there, just got right in his car and drove all the way to Miami, just slept in his car the whole time. Like we literally just banned mentality. That is like, that's the only thing is we're like, okay, you just get in the car, you go, you sleep in the car, fuck it. And then you, you just do the thing. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. my, my yeah. favorite creators, that's what they do. I mean, Matthew Rosenberg, he's like a old punk rock guy, Patrick Kinlan, same sort of thing. I don't think they've, uh, you know, they, they even working for Marvel and DC, they haven't, uh, or especially Rosenberg hasn't dropped that sort of, you know, he'll do whatever podcast he needs to do for a store. He'll send stuff out to stores. He'll, he'll yeah, yeah. do what he has to do to move his stuff. So I, hopefully we can continue that sort of mentality and ethic and everything we do. I love his stuff too. Rosenberg. He's awesome. The con circuit is like a, it's kind of like a tour. Like you just throw your shit, throw your shit in the trunk and like hit the road. Hey, Hey, fuck Matt Rosenberg. He stole my name. No, dude. It's not even close. We're going to change our names. I texted you earlier today. Oh, we're gonna and do, I are changing our names. We're going to do a Chip Zdarsky, Matt Fraction thing. Change our fucking names. Yeah, get ready for that big thing coming through. <laughs> I'm not joking. I'm changing my name. <laughs> get ready. You heard it here first. I don't know what Chip's real name is, but he said that. It's on an interview the other day. Like his name's like, yeah, uh, it's not my name. I was like, what his, the fuck? His name's uh, Steve Murray. Is it really? Like you wouldn't buy a book from Steve Murray, but you'd buy a book from Chip Zdarsky. What's, what's Matt Fraction's real name? I don't I'm, know. That's not, his real, <laughs> that's not his real name. That's not his real name. No way. That is yeah. badass name. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know Matt's was a- I'm also going to start signing books. I'm going to start signing Excelsior on everything. And <laughs> <laughs> you can't fucking stop me. <laughs> You can't stop. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, okay. it's not. It's just a word. It's not trademarked. It's trademarked. Oh, it is really. Oh. <laughs> come, come get me. <laughs> oh my god, man, that's dope. Do it. Do it. Yeah. I'll, I, oh. If I if I ever meet you guys at a con, you're. I, if you don't sign it, that I'll be very upset. We'll, we'll come through Kansas City sometime. I'm sure yeah. we will. It's gonna say face front true believers Excelsior. <laughs> and then, and then my name that I haven't revealed yet. <laughs> Dude, I need a cooler name than the one you sent me. No, Slam Rosenberg? <laughs> I can't do Slam. I can't slam. do it. Slam. I need a cool name. I'll, I'll think of one. What if I go by the Machine Gun Mitch and I sign everything? I'm muscle talk. <laughs> <laughs> we're in the weeds man i've been saying some fucking crazy shit on this podcast oh please do not cancel me jesus christ 
Oh, this is a real solid talk. The three of us are never going to go anywhere past this podcast. This is the last Blake's Buzz episode. Everybody, make sure you get Children of the Grave because that'll be it. Like, this. yeah, you, you set the tone talking about swinging at seven foot tall firefighters, man. I, I just it's, it's, crazy now. It usually is my fault. That's oh, man. <laughs> No, I mean, I, I think people, people that listen to me know me well enough to like, I run my mouth. So I feel like, I feel like oh, yeah. people know what they're getting into when they, when they tune into a, a Blake Morgan interview with a creative, they're like, this is going to be like, we're going to learn some stuff, but we're also going to not learn a shit ton of things. Dope. <laughs> but that's what I want, man. Like I, I love talking about comics, but like, I mean, part of the fun stuff about this is like getting to know you guys or like fun fun crazy stories about like Hell you yeah. know late night late night stripper shenanigans and <laughs> and fighting firemen and like let's just talk about weird shit and like we can talk about nerd shit a little bit too but like you know if, i feel like you know usually people that are good at writing have have inter- like you got to have interesting self stories too i think to be able to tell cool fiction stories sure. yeah, yeah yeah you have to because um you know the most interesting people I've had interesting lives. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Mine's boring now, but I had I had seven I had seven years of stupid being a dummy in a in a bar. So like I can go I can go back to that. Like like yeah, I work in an office. Well, actually, my office is my room. Like I I can still be like oh like remember that one time when I chugged a pint of Rumplemints and like. The hundred proof like candy cane liqueur that yeah, is yeah. like that's just terrible, but it's so good. Candy that was like that was like our that was like our go-to because it was you could take a couple shots of it and it was a hundred proof and my manager one night my manager's hammered when the bar was real busy we had two bouncers because we had two doors a front door and a back door so he like calls us up to the bar and he's like he's like all right you guys think you're badass and he fills these like plastic pint glasses up with rumple mints like thick yeah. cold ice cold rumple mints and he's like he's like all right try it and so like we we chugged it and it was oh god it was bad and then i was like still working like i had to like i was just like it's crazy all the shit i had to do i was just like shit housed and now i'm like now i'm like a lightweight so like i have like a few beers and get drunk and i'm like useless and i was like back in the day like man i would just i would just drink like straight bourbon all night and do do like red bull bombs and it was just like i'm gonna live forever can't do it anymore (laughs) man you are you are. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I'm. I'm. I'm turned up after two freaking white claws. Right. Yeah. You drink those things. Yeah. No law. With, no law with the claw. That's what they say. No. I'm just drinking the white claws, scrolling through TikTok. That's my life. Yo, you guys have the bang seltzers. Sam just lit up. <laughs> they're, they're crazy. They're crazy. You ever have like a like a Gen One Four Loco? Like an OG <laughs> oh, Four Loco? No, no, yeah. I've never had one. I was. I want one. I, I want one so bad. I, yeah. We were straight edge when we that were was straight edge. I've never had one. I want ones now. Currently, I want one so bad. Do you know how many energy energy drinks I drink a day? It's I'm gonna have a heart attack tomorrow. <laughs> dude, I have I have like four or five. It's bad, dude. I start my day every day with that rain shit I had at your house. <laughs> that that thing you gave me, the fucking red dragon. Every day I start it at seven eleven. I, get Yo, one I of those. feel like this is like a thing Sam and I talk about a lot. I feel like a lot of comic creators are like pretty pretty cool and relaxed, maybe a little bit intellectual leaning, and I feel like we're just fucking assholes. <laughs> Like every every person I've ever met in comics, they're usually pretty cool. And then I'm like, oh, rock and roll. Let's get fucking, I got a kiss. I think let's fucking turn up. 
Did you? Yeah, you have a sick kiss tattoo. We got tattooed for the for children on children of the graves. Did you hear me slur that thing? I got COTG right there, nice. and then Ben's got the Masters of Reality. Oh, the mixtape. Yeah, man. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, we got to get tattooed for every book, man. I will. <laughs> Say I won't. I've seen I've seen people with way worse tattoos that have no meaning behind them. So like, if you guys if you guys get like a a, a tattoo for every comic you put out, that'd be pretty legit. Do you have any tattoos? I don't. No, I don't never, get one. Never don't get them. They ruin your body. <laughs> if I could go back to having zero, I would. My mom would still love me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. That's funny because I don't I don't have any tattoos, and my mom is not a big fan of me. That's that's a different story though. Hey, maybe you get them then. Maybe maybe she is. <laughs> Get a mom. Get get the heart. Mom, the mom tattooed heart. on my forehead. Just like do that, dude. look what I did for you, mom. She'd be like, "You fucking idiot." <laughs> Here, I'll I'll get a tattoo for your mom. I don't care about my skin at all. You know the last tattoo I got? I wanted a spider. I showed up. The guy had a picture of a snail. He was like, "Is this what you wanted?" I was like, "Sure." I have it now. I didn't want it at all. Look at this guy. It was a snail. Oh, it's a little scully boy. Uh, okay, that's yeah. a pretty uh, legit uh, snail, though. Yeah, he's got a skull for a shell. I did not want it, but I was like, I dude, fuck this. My skin's my mom's always like, it's it's forever, it's permanent. And I'm always like, mom, one day I'm gonna die and it's gonna rot off. Nothing's permanent. This is gonna be rotten flesh one day. <laughs> Damn, dude. Yeah. Think flesh, about it that way. Flesh, flesh for the aliens. There we go. Tied I wonder. Back. I Let's wonder go. if that would taint. If that would taint the, the the flavor. Like if they would see you guys and they'd be like, uh no, we can't. We can't have your inked up, inked up flesh in our bellies." Maybe what if, save was, you. what if it was like more desirable? Yeah, it's got. You get that like the uh, the juice, <laughs> the ink juice, the ink juice. juice. Hey, we're in the weeds right now. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're flying downhill, guys. <laughs> oh, that might be time. Don't get tattoos. Smoke smoke the monster cigarettes. <laughs> smoke monster cigarettes. <laughs> Don't, be Don't get tattoos. Don't buy be children of the grave. Yeah, buy, buy, children buy grave. every issue. Buy the variant. What well, I was going to ask you guys, I, the, there's got to be a trade coming out soon. Yeah, right? so so for sure, we're not exactly sure when it's going to be coming out. Uh, I think it's going to be this year, um, estimated later this fall. Um, there's a couple stores that we've talked to. We're trying to get some store exclusive variants. Uh, oh, don't don't do that because then I'll have to buy them. I'm so, no. I'm such a slut we, for store exclusive variants. We, guys. We've got some uh, cool stuff that we're trying to do with the trade, uh, as well as trying to reach out to some people to do some forward for the book. So hopefully that I I like the idea. Like I love a fucking good trade paperback. So I want the children of the great trade paperback to be worth your buy. I Well, I've been wanting it too, just cause I got, I got the digital issues and I've been thinking, I really want that, that fantastic four variant uh, to, to like hang on the wall. Shout but, out um, Jake Beaver. The guy that did our logo did that yeah. for us. Yeah. That was a cool cover. Um, but yeah, I, so I've just been like, I've been kind of looking and I, I've, I've looked at previews and like previews doesn't have it listed yet. Cause scout usually puts those out pretty quickly. Yeah. yeah, We, we don't, we, we haven't really gotten too far with that. I think they're just waiting a little bit until we can get some concrete stuff. But yeah, once, once we have some info, I'm sure that we'll be posting it all, all over the socials. So that'll be rad. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for it. Like I, I just, I, I love, I don't mind digital and I have like a nice tablet. I do like the way colors pop reading digitally, Yeah, yeah. but I, man, I'm just like, I'm old school, man. Like I, I want to hold those books in my hand. Sometimes I really like like new Marvel omnibuses. Like they smell like straight up paint. And I swear to God, you get lightheaded reading them. 
And I just like, I live for that. I'm like, yeah, man, I'm reading and I'm like exercising and killing brain cells simultaneously. Like, hell yeah. I didn't even know you could do that till you opened up this Donny Cates Marvel omnibus that smells like straight paint. (laughs) Dude, I haven't opened up an omnibus. um, Jesus, like, oh, omnibus in forever. I'm too, I'm too many beers in here now, pal. <laughs> well, oh, guys, um, I, uh, I think, I think, again, thank you for talking to me on your Saturday night. I do appreciate sure, you both. Um, wrapping up, of course, we need to, everybody needs to buy Children of the Grave. We need to keep an eye out for the trade. Um, yeah. We keep a, keep a extra, keep our ears to the ground for this uh, rock and roll hell, which I'm really excited about. Again, I, I wish you both the best of luck. Like I, I really hope it finds a good home because you guys deserve that. Thank hey, you, man. You guys impress me. You're, you're great storytellers. You're, you're funny. You're smart. And you have really, really fucking metal outlandish ideas. And I dig that. Thank you again for coming on guys. Let's, let's talk about where we can find you on the internet, Sam, where, where can people find you at? Like you're on the furry forum. You're, you're pretty active. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> uh, you know, I might be, you can, I'm on, I'm on Twitter. I literally, I don't even know what my handle is. If you just look up my name, I'm on there. <laughs> And uh, you can follow me on Instagram, but it's just pictures of my kid. So, I mean, if you're into that, that sounds weird. <laughs> Not like that. It's just Twitter. I, it's it's actually, actually, you know what? Don't follow me. Fuck you. <laughs> God. <Damn. laughs> ben, ben, where can we find you at? Yeah, I'm also on Twitter. I'm still learning how to use Twitter. Um, uh, it's at Ben underscore Lizzie, uh, like the band Thin Lizzie. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm on Instagram too. You see me post pictures of not Sam's kid. I, gonna, I thought you were going to say like, I just post pictures of Sam's kid. I don't know what else. He likes, he, lots of likes. he texts me, he texts me these pictures and I'm just like, Oh yeah, I'll post them. This do is it. my buddy's family. But this yeah. Yeah. So trying to, you know, I don't know. I'd like to open up a little more discourse with people yeah uh you guys everybody should follow them and, and just in case anyone was wondering sam is at sam romsberg on twitter oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> if you, if you want, he, doesn't, he doesn't want you to follow him but you probably should just to keep an eye out i don't know my my original twitter got hacked my my at my at was orgas sam <laughs> <laughs> fuck, fuck you I, I, I don't want to do this anymore <laughs> Oh, don't follow that. It got hacked. It's like a, it's like a foreign account. Now. Don't follow that one. Oh, dude. Okay, maybe. Hey. This is like when when Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird got in an argument and quit working together, and the Ninja Turtles like ended up in a weird place. Like, dude, I, th- I heard this is how it's going to happen. Buzz split you guys apart. Ben's going to leave me to die on a park bench alone. Yeah, we we talk about we talk about Bob Kane and Bill Finger. Like how Bill Finger like they died on a park bench and obscurity. No, dude, <laughs> it's gonna be me. I would be on a park bench, frozen like a black ice. Uh. No, you'll just. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Uh, but yeah, here, here yeah. at Blake's Buzz, we like happy endings. But dude, thank you for having us on. Yeah, for sure. No, this for is sure. awesome. You guys are fucking hilarious. This is awesome. I think I think the five people that listen to my podcast will really like it. Hey, shout out you guys. <laughs> yeah. If you made it this far, Jesus. <laughs> Man. Get on, get on the furry forums. Go to all the cons. Make sure you help make the bathrooms wet. Make sure you pick up Children <laughs> of the Grave. I'm telling you guys, it's a fucking awesome comic. It's one of the better things Scout has put out in the last year. If it ain't broke, don't 
don't fix it. Right, you know? right. Hell yeah. I tell my mom that all the time, man. She doesn't listen. <laughs> oh my God. I, I got I got to talk to your mom. What's going on? Yeah, I'll talk to her. I'm, yeah, I'm here in Zoom. Miss <laughs> Blake. Mrs. <laughs> Buzz. Hey, Miss Buzz. Mrs. Buzz. Hey, Miss Buzz. What, what are we doing over there? <laughs> Jesus. Dude, hell yeah! Thank we, you, man. We we appreciate you. I'm about to fucking go to bed. I'm too old for this. <laughs> it's too late. I'm too old. 